Welcome to the 501 Companion Podcast, an educational and news podcast slash vodcast for 5013C charitable organizations that want to create better content, optimize their technology, and improve their marketing to better serve their mission. This is episode 15, and 15 means so much. What, you ask? Well, our 15th president, of course, James Buchanan, but you knew that. And of course, this is our 15 minutes of fame. Nick, cue the music. All right, we are in, guys. We are in for a big show. Uh, I am joined with my talent good co-hosts who bring a huge range of experience to our weekly show. Let me introduce them. First, everybody, please meet Matt Balo, our chief digital officer. Matt, tell them who you are and what you do. Hey, everybody. I am Matt Balo. I am your chief digital officer or head of digital marketing. Uh, I've been in the marketing industry for over 20 years at this point uh, and uh, definitely looking to give uh, people some advice and some conversation around marketing and, and digital marketing and strategy and all those good things. Good things, good things. Speaking of good things, everybody, I'd like you to meet Nick Rufa, our Chief Information Officer. Nick, tell them who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Nick, your company's computer guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play with computers. I like to make websites. I like to uh, uh, build web pages that Google loves to find and search and crawl and things like that. that that's exciting stuff for me. And Nick, you're the architect behind the website where this podcast can be found. Real quick, tell them where it is. So it's on 501c3lookup.org. That's 501c3lookup.org. And right at the top in the navigation, you'll see 501c Companion. And that's where you can find these podcasts. That's great, Nick. And the website is a wonderful resource. We'll probably even mention it tonight in the show because we have a jam-packed show uh, with news and follow-up to previous shows. I'm Buddy Sclera. I'm your chief content officer. I also have a background in technology and content strategy, uh, and I'm here to help lead this conversation. We're here to provide your organization with the information and inspiration to take your charitable mission to the next level. To the next, ooh, I'm just going to keep that in. Let's start the show. Okay, we're going to start with news, fellas. Okay. We're topping it off with a scam charity that gets caught. I'm going to read two headlines for you. Charity founder ordered to repay thousands for using funds for wounded vets on himself. And the second headline, fraudulent charity is shut down. Uh, it's all about the same charity. Nick, give us a rundown and then share your initial thoughts. Well, you know, it is it is bad, no doubt about it. You know, anybody, you know, setting up a charity, setting up a 501c3 and then not not using the money for its intended purpose is never a good thing. One of the things, though, you know, when when, you know, headlines are sensational, they're always looking to find one of these. And 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 it's it's not bad because you should be on your toes. Um, You don't you know, you don't always know who's behind a charity, uh, what drives it, where they you know, where they uh uh, put their their money and their their donations, your donations. Um, so it's good to know. But it was a it's a relatively small charity. So uh, sometimes I think they want you to think this is some sort of international multi million dollar charity. And when I looked it up right. on the five one c three lookup dot org, 
it's a relatively small charity that wasn't created all that long ago. So, you know, on one hand, and again, I'm, I, I could be totally making it up, but it could be somebody just got it, you know, went in uh, and, uh, you know, it was just more than that person could handle, you know, so it could have had good intentions. I'm reading into it a little bit, but it, that, those were my thoughts. Yeah. But certainly vetting is a, is a big issue. Matt, what about you? Did you, uh, did you have the same feeling as Nick? Did you have any additional thoughts on what the impact of this scam might be? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I know it's, it's your, your, your kind of knee jerk instinct is to take it from the donation standpoint, but you know, we're here to talk about what people who are running charities and looking to run charities can do, um, you know, and should think about. And I think it's just important to note that it's a complex world. You know, a lot of what we do, a lot of the data that we process with Nick, a lot of what we see in the information, uh, a lot of what sites like Charity Navigator does is review the information to decide whether or not it's trusted. And, and, and such thing, there are ratings for things that you could do to help, you know, ensuring that you have a website, ensuring that your website is uh, listed in your, your charity application, ensuring that your mission is clearly stated, ensuring that your documents are open so people can see the spend and, and people clearly know where their donation is going, how much money you're using um, for the executives or for operational elements of it, um, you know, all these things. I, you know, and it's and it's it can get it can get difficult, you know, to as a charity, you know, one of the reasons we exist that we're here, you know, we may focus on marketing, but there's an operational element. We're here because People who often have a mission and, and want to start a charity, um, they may not be natural marketers. They may not, you know, be naturally thinking about how to actually run and seed this machine to keep it going so that they can continue on their mission. Uh, you know, they may just have a passion for something, a passion for dogs, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. And so how how do they do that? How, you know, the, how are you the CEO of a corporation, which is, you know, what a charity might be at the same time, you know, like that's not my passion running the business. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I just want to help dogs. Right. You know, so well, it's, and I, 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 it's important. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. You, you, you know, you bring up uh, quite a few good points, both of you. Uh, and I think we do, we all naturally know that we should go to third party sources for proof. Sure. And I think that a charity uh, is always going to be faced with the fact that there has always been historically scams, time immemorial. So this is nothing new. It's just yet another example that makes it yet even harder to do the work that you're intending to do. Yeah. Um, I think when I was thinking of it, I was thinking when we thought about donating, and, and actually we'll, we'll get into the next segment um, with that dog adoption charity, yeah. uh, was social proof was important to us. You know, we were looking to see if people had reported that their money was well spent and, and that they maintained a relationship. And that was what we looked for. So social proof happens on social media yeah. and you can, you know, you can go with the aggregate. You can look up third party like uh, our website or Charity Navigator, um, but don't ignore third party validation and social proof as part of your your strategy to, to, you know, to, to enhance your credibility because really people want you to be credible 
against your mission. You know, and that's, again, as we have gone through these episodes, we, we've come and we've built strategy, we've built mission, vision, we've talked through these things up and, you know, we've gotten to a little bit of tactical and content strategy. But again, the why are you getting into this? What's your intent? is so important to think about at the beginning. You know, how, how am I going to do this? What percentage do I need to do these things? You know, are these expenses personal expenses, as was the case here? Or are they for, you know, for the charity? Is there something you have to do to split them up to ensure something that doesn't happen? And how do I ensure that I create that trust, that, that I communicate that trust, uh, yep. you know, to, to people who are trusting me with either their time, their donation, you know, anything, you know, any of these things. And I think, Nick, you had even talked about it uh, in your part, is, is that people will go to your website. They will see when the last time you updated. So if the last time you blog post, you ran a blog post or, or announced an event was, I don't know, 2014, I don't know, there's a, there's a, you're, you're creating your own credibility gap. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's important, you know, and that gets into a little bit of a different side of marketing, which is PR, right? So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for that. I think, you know, there's a there's a lot to handle when you're running a charity or thinking about starting a charity, and you know, and it's it goes beyond your mission, and and it's you know unfortunate, but there's a lot of paperwork too. <laughs> so, you know, logistical. One may even say this operational aspect of it, you know. But even you know, I know we we spoke to James last week, and I mean, you, you just speak to him or or watch one of his videos on his Facebook page. I guess we'll get into that in the next segment. But like, there's no doubt how genuine <laughs> he is. Well, let's 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 make that transition. We we've covered okay. the news, um, Matt. I'm going to ask you to lead in, uh, talk about what was our very first guest yeah. here on the show. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to get through a series of episodes. Uh, and a quick note to our listeners who are discovering us for the first time: uh, please check out the back catalog. Uh, we're working on a journey that will help you understand the marketing and the alignment and the strategy for your charity. Uh, but we decided to take a big step and we invited our first guest. Mac, tell them about who our first guest was and what we discussed. Oh, well, um, James Giuliani, uh, had, he um, started a foundation, a sanctuary for animals uh, specifically. And it seems to have morphed a lot, you know, over time, if you kind of follow from his book, to which, you know, I'm still reading. It's actually a really good book um, and very, it's, it's, it's a good book. And, you know, which hit his show on the Oprah Network. Um, and, you know, hit, and now he has um, moved out and created a sanctuary for animals. And I say animals because it's not just dogs and it's not just kind of like dogs that otherwise wouldn't have a chance in for some reason or another. And you have to listen to the episode. I'm, I can't do it justice. Right. You, for, you have to hear him describe it firsthand. Yeah. Um, one of the things he specializes in, it, it, and it's a little hard for people to understand or even fully appreciate, uh, yeah. but he's he's a, he's a colorful character himself. Uh, he has quite the history. His book unpacks some of that, but yeah. um, he rescues animals uh, that might otherwise be considered unhelpable, unsavable, or or just marked for. As he said, a ten, right? 
or an 11. Yeah. Right. And, and they and they've you know, they've bit people and, and, and a lot of these animals are considered not great for the home anymore. But he has a soft spot uh, and wants these animals who may have been abused and reacted to that uh, to live out their lives in peace. And that's his mission, whether or not people agree with it or not. He talked about how people don't agree with it, but that is his mission. That's what his foundation is, is to help uh, the unhelpable. And he doesn't and, adopt them out anymore, right? He's no. a sanctuary when they it's, when they come yeah. in. It's an end of life sanctuary. That's it. And they they, they, they stay with him as as long as they stay with him. Yeah. And he's um, yeah. he's amazing. He said he's taken a lot of flack for it, you know, because these animals have bit people and yeah. uh, maybe uh, put down otherwise. Um, and he also treats them um, in an unusual way. He he keeps them all outside in, in heated quarters and air conditioned quarters in the summer. He feeds them um, high quality. He cooks. He's he cooks wonderful homemade Italian food, pizza. Yes. And he feeds them real food, and and it's a very unusual thing. But he's found quite a following. Nick, oh, what yeah. was your what was your impression of uh, James Giuliani during the uh, last show? Oh, he's definitely a genuine character. I mean, you could tell that he's you know sort of sincere about uh, how he feels about the animals. Uh, you've got to absolutely love animals, especially pit bulls that have. You know, not just a bad reputation, and I know that's not always true. That pit bulls can be pit bulls can be very uh, compassionate to the right people, but he takes those that are eleven, you know, on the scale of one to ten, that you know that are never going to be adopted. Um, and he he loves them. He just said pizza and feeds them and makes them, you know, they live out. It's just for you know, a great guest, genuine gen, genuine article right there. And a lot of it, you know, kind of tying back into the previous story with the, uh, um, you know, the scam, a lot of what he did does is self-funded too. You know, one of the things that he didn't like to do is really uh, ask for donations, ask for money. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't so, like to ask for donations. Yeah. He puts so, his money first, like opposite, right? Yeah. Opposite what, yeah. you know, others would do about taking from the fund. He, he, he funds first, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Matt, I, I think uh, you would, talked about it and it's just nick just touched on it um i think his sincerity and authenticity is what really drew us to want to speak with him and you were taken by that as well which was you know he was he didn't have any airs he went out there he does what he believes in uh and he speaks every day to his audience with a daily video daily video yeah what were your thoughts on his approach to connecting with his audience my thoughts. Well, look. I mean, for me, that's uh, it's it's often hard to find um, somebody of like mind like that. I mean, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in marketing, you know, and when we go when you go through some of our earlier episodes, it's really easy for people to start to think like, how do I get people to do something? How do I you know how do I get donations? How do I get 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 and um when you talk to james it's it's different and it's what i prefer to think of as healthy <laughs> i know he did, he didn't necessarily think it was like you know he, he kept what am i doing wrong he's not you know in my mind it's what he's doing right because when he's so genuine right and and you can 
he he's avoided the trap. Actually, I can't even say he's avoided. He's deliberately gone in a direction where he has not made his job about fundraising, mm-hmm. about glad handing, about parties, about running the operational sides of things. He has made his job caring for the animals. And that's the piece that he wants to do. And that is the piece that he will continue to do. And the reason I like that, and the reason I think that's really healthy is because when you're in marketing and sales, you know, there's things that are bought and there's things that are sold, right? And once you go down that ramp, when you're selling something, right? When you were now putting effort towards the sale, you have you have to continue to put forth that effort to maintain that sale. That audience you grow has an expectation, um, and there's effort that goes along with meeting those expectations. But when you're genuine and you're posting a genuine video and you're building a genuine following who genuinely likes what you're doing and who you are. Mm-hmm. You can maintain your focus on your mission. Now, it's a hard thing to do. It's mm-hmm. not fast, Mm-mm. right? It is, it, is a, it is a difficult thing to get there uh, for any organization, even for profit organizations. It's a difficult, difficult thing. But in the end, his following is healthy. These are people who are, are genuinely aware of him, what he's doing, of his animals, of his mission, right? They're, it's it's not, there's no clickbait. There's no tricks. There's like, he, well, I, know, I was thing, taken by that. I, I absolutely loved that about speaking. And the hard thing, and, and we see it even with our own show, guys, it's hard to put out a weekly show. It's hard to be consistent. Yeah. It's easy to make a commitment and then six yeah. months into it, you, you've you run out of steam. And yeah. you guys know how hard it is for us to get together. Now, you yeah. know, we're still in the tail end of COVID. And, yeah. You know, pretty soon we'll be going out. Yeah. Nick, you'll be going out, you know, dancing, playing that mariachi guitar that you have. <laughs> I think all of us have something that we would love to be doing except for staying at home. But we're going to stay consistent and do this weekly. The fact that he does a daily video, he is connecting on a personal level with his yeah. audience. They know they can find him every morning, and you can hear the show playing in my house. It's, it, you know, my wife loves his show. She listens to it, and I think that that's hard. It's hard to be consistent, but right. as marketers, we know that consistent consistency and dependability yeah. is what builds an audience, and it doesn't happen fast, but it's earned, and it's a solid audience, right? Solidly it's a strong earned. audience, a, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that that kind of consistency is not easy to come by. Um, he also talked a little bit about how focused his fundraising was, and he wasn't looking to raise much money. Matt, remember that yeah. you were actually – you actually – I think you made a donation during the show, right? No, before the show. Before the show, oh, actually. Sh- um, when I was doing research, I saw that he was very close to a goal. Yeah. And uh, they needed they needed a he's building a fence um, and uh, they were very, very close to a goal. And I was doing research and I was reading his book and watching the videos and, you know, and kind of and be like, you know, I, I I like this guy. I like this cause. Why wouldn't I, you know, 
throw throw some money that way to uh you know i'm not he's the one doing the work Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I was impressed. I mean, all I did was click a button. You know, but I was I, impressed by the specificity of his yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. He needed $10,000. He needed a fence. Here's the dog that needs a fence. Here's it. Like, it wasn't like, hey, we're just trying to raise our spring fundraiser. And yeah, no spring fundraiser, no 7%. And if you do this in before three o'clock, we're going to double it. And this company is going to match. And then if you do over $50, you're going to get the book. And then you're going to get the frisbee and then if you do over a hundred dollars you get the t-shirt and and <laughs> and it's like and then if you can click the button to do the auto renew we have programs for the monthly thing and the, the, now he's like i so it doesn't have to be complicated right i, I need, mean i need a fence doesn't have to be complicated and be very simple and and simplicity makes it yeah. easy for people to understand cause effect if i if i donate this much he'll be able to do this much very clear and incidentally he did fund and while he is reluctant to raise money i think we were all touched by the fact that he's not raising it for himself or his lifestyle he talks about that quite liberally on his show and on our show uh he cleaned he talked about going on i think oprah and his dogs made a mess in the uh, the production people were like, we'll take care of this. He's like, no, they're my dogs. I take care of it. Like he doesn't, you know, he's right. never going to be above taking care of these animals that he had a mission on. And and that to me was very emotionally, uh, it was touching. It meant this isn't just airs. This isn't a step to the next thing for him. This is the thing. It's, that's what, that's the thing, right? This is the thing. I and I think he does a good job. Now, are there little things that, you know, maybe he could help with. Yeah. I mean, like I would like to see, um, I know he has other channels. His primary is Facebook, you know, so we encourage people to go to his, um, Kino's animal shelter, Facebook page. Um, but then, uh, sanctuary. And then, um, but there are little apps that you can use that would take that video and automatically put it in some other channels and perhaps, Get him a little following on some of those, or big follow. Honestly, big following. His following is pretty good, right? Following um, is great. I think. Yeah. I, I think the area where I would recommend very briefly. Um, oops. With no additional effort, right? It just you know, like if this, then that sort of stuff. Kind of takes kind of the video. Yep. Right. Puts it on a YouTube, so you could find him I on think, YouTube. Yeah. You could find YouTube him on. Would be a great channel for him. Yeah. Take the images, to, but. Again, you would want to do the things, you would want to look at the things that would ensure that you're not adding any extra effort, right? I mean, he's working 23 hours a day as it is, right? So, yeah. you know, you it would be something that sets up and copies the videos. He posts the same thing that he would always do, except, you know, mirrors it over to YouTube, mirrors it over to you know, some other application or something. Yeah, a little bit of content repurposing would go a long way. Yeah. And I also thought that um, he d- he did a, an okay job of tying together his ecosystem, but it, it may, I still had to work, right? He had the diamond collar, he had a TV show, he has yeah. the sanctuary. And what was missing was, if you can believe, I, I was having a hard time in the very beginning go, what's his name? Like I had to look and I was like, really? where is his name? Yeah. If you look at the Facebook page, it says Kino's Animal Sanctuary. It links to the di- 
the diamond collar. And I'm like, what is that? And then it linked to a show on Oprah. Yeah. And I was getting a little confused. So, uh, you know, as a, as a user, I might look at his website and think, all right, tie this together in a clear, consistent way with clear, consistent branding. You know, the diamond collar is the major underwriter for Kino's annual sanctuary, which is also just happened to be a guy who wrote this book who also used to be on the Oprah network. I just didn't feel that cohesion because they lacked a unifying brand. He's a unifying brand, but I didn't, I didn't pull that. I had to work a little bit to get that. I, I agree with you, but again, for me, that was that's part of the genuineness of it, right? I mean, you, I would be really careful with my recommendations with him. Like, I would not want to go overboard. I would not want it too refined, you know, because now you're going to have to start to maintain that. You're going to have to put work into doing it and to making it. But, you know, you look at that, for me, I look at it and I'm like, that's, that's what it is. That's good enough. That's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the website that that's it. This is what, what's here. He's not know. a web developer. He's not a marketing person. And he, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be, you know, trying to be, <laughs> I think, you know, diamond collar, you can buy the stuff online. He's got some e-commerce set up. You know, I think it, it, for me, it looks Good. Like it is, it is not, you're, you're not going to mistake it for PetSmart. You know, no. it's, <laughs> no. but when you go there, you know why you're there. You well, know, and, and I think you or, or Nick said, what you know, you're supporting but, and who you're supporting. And, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he does 23 hours a day. With that last hour, maybe he doesn't necessarily need to worry too much about the website. Um, you know, I'm just saying my experience was yeah. I, I, I had to put together this puzzle piece and I was motivated to do that. Sure. Um, I would just want this to maybe be slightly easier. Maybe somebody within his community might be somebody who's in marketing or website development sure. and might go, you know, all you have to do are these five things I'm right. for you. Right, right, right. I'll do them for you sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And we do that, you know, with websites all the time. Sometimes, you know, someone will ask us about a website. Well, just just give me a login and we'll, I'll fix it for you. Yes. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> final thoughts on our very first guest and our experience thereof and predictions for where we're going in the future. Nick, you, you go first. I say let's have more. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great first guest. Um, looking forward to the next one. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to, to get everybody as genuine as as he was. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Your thoughts, Matt? I mean, you know, I mean, we didn't right right after the we were talking, and you guys saw. I I was inspired, honestly, and and for me, the charitable area where we work because we all have jobs in for profit sectors and other companies, and you know, doing things, but you know, doing work in in charities to hear stories like that and meet people like him is why you do it. You know, and why we do this show, I mean, couldn't have asked for a better guest in terms of, you know, somebody who is so passionate about the mission. You know, I, that's who we're we're focused on. We're, we're not focused on these massive charities that can, you know, pay for commercials and media placement and billboards and the other stuff and have professional teams handling things. They got that covered. They don't need us. You know, we're here for 
the people passionate about their missions that are not experts in the things that we do. And this is how we help. This is how we give. And so for me, I was really inspired that, you know, to connect with our audience like that, to connect with people who really have these fantastic stories that are really out there doing good in the world. And I like to hear these, these good stories, you know? Yeah, me too. I think uh, it adds a dimension to the show that we're trying to produce. And, you know, I I mentioned earlier uh, for new listeners that um, there's a backlog of stories uh, that we've been telling we're building and this is a sequential narrative. We encourage you to start with episode one, which uh, if we listen to it, it might be, a little less polished and hopefully we get more polished <laughs> with time and and learn better ways um we do have a couple of other guests that we've already uh queued up i think people are starting to discover the show yep. so i'm connecting with charities so we will almost certainly if not a next episode the following episode um have a guest and and that brings us to the conclusion of this episode we try to keep it tight lean and mean um i hope you guys enjoyed this um matt um where can they find you personally no actually i'm going to ask you matt where can they find the podcast and how can they subscribe so the best thing to do for the podcast is go to um 501c3lookup.org this is a website that nick's run for some time now that really spawned all of this and there's a section for 501 companion on there if you're looking for the videos uh of this podcast you can find them on youtube we have a youtube channel where we publish everything we syndicate those over to our 501c3lookup.org website as well you can find us on social media you can find us wherever podcasts are heard if you're only looking for the audio portion so we're audio or video we're all over the place and speaking of all over the place, Matt, where can they find you and where is your channel of preference? Yeah, the best place to find me is at my website, MatthewBalo.com. You can pretty much link to all sorts of stuff from there, whether it be the blog or my LinkedIn page. So, you know, sometimes I do like to go back around and have conversations in the LinkedIn groups. I find them really professional and, and uh, focused on on the various topics. So I enjoy I enjoy those conversations as well. Awesome. People should look for Matt on LinkedIn. He is he is very active and provides a lot of really great links and insights. And speaking of great insights, uh, the architect of the 501c3 lookup.org website, <laughs> Nick Rufa. Uh, first of all, what can they find on, on the 501c3 lookup.org website? 501c3lookup.org, millions and millions, over 2 million uh, nonprofits listed. Uh, it's been running for, geez, almost... Uh, 10 years. Hmm. Um, and we've got pretty much the you know, entire history of what the IRS has published as far as uh, uh, nonprofits in that time period. So uh, we, be- we break them down. We don't necessarily rank them, but we break them down. We give you their financials. So 501c3lookup.org. You can find me on Twitter at, at Nick underscore Rufa. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. I don't post all that much. Not not as not a, a social media maven like Matter Buddy, but I'm. It's just a group. Great there. conversation. Yeah. So certainly reach out anytime. You and know, Nick, you said something. Sorry, buddy. Nick mentioned something on 501c3lookup.org there that, about the uh, some of the records and stuff that's on there, and just the sheer amount. You know, one thing I want to note when we're when we're prepping for this. 
uh, show, I often use 501c3lookup.org. And one of the reasons I do is because some of these larger charity sites that try and evaluate charities or dive into their financials or have rating systems or any of these things, oftentimes, once again, focus on the larger charities. And when we look at something like the small charity in Canvas, uh, Kansas that we you know spoke about today, uh, you know, from that article, you don't find it, right? Because their value prop is in like some sort of personal aspect that they give some sort of rating and review and stuff like that. So they hit the big ones first. And, and again, we're not a show about the big guys. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's uh, 501c3 lookup always has what I need when, when I'm looking for charities big and small. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I like to go there. It's a heck of a resource and free for people to use. And we do hope they use that as a resource. And uh, my name is Buddy Scalera, uh, and I was your host today. Uh, you can find me at BuddyScalera.com and on all social platforms at Buddy Scalera. We hope you enjoyed the 501 Companion Podcast and consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions, show ideas, or part of a charitable organization that wants to be on this show, visit the 501c3lookup.org website. You'll find our contact information and a complete list of our previous episodes. And of course, the extensive and free resources of the 501c3lookup.org website. Thank you for joining us on the 501 Companion Podcast. We hope you join us again next week. Take care. And we're out.